Good morning, witches. This is the Witch Daily Show, coming to you from New Orleans, with host Tanya Brown. Our episodes span about 20 minutes long to give you just a little pop of magic. So, tune in, take a deep breath, and enjoy. It is Friday. I am Tanya, and this is the Witch Daily Show. Today's episode is brought to you by Witch Way Magazine. So let's get your day going with a little magic. Our quote of the day is, the most courageous act is still to think for yourself. Aloud. Coco Chanel. So we've been talking about chestnuts all week, and now I kind of wanted to think, what is the best way we can use them in spell work, right? Now, they obviously have an association in terms of of like cooking magic, right? When we think of them, we think of Christmas time. We think of tradition. We might get nostalgic. We might get warm feelings. And that is something you need to take into account as well, right? Your own perceptions of chestnut. And that is going to depict how you use them in your spell work. Now, for me personally, my perceptions of chestnut is that they're like a rich person food. Um, I think because I live in the South, um, it's only in movies have I actually seen a traditional Christmas with like snow and the families in sweaters and like all of the very classical what you see in movies and those people tend to be rich so think of like the family from home alone and those things so when i think of chestnuts i think ooh rich people you know so of course how i use chestnuts due to that association might be different than how you use chestnuts based off your associations now that being said um ultimately i really hung on to the idea that chestnuts were great for wish making so I'm a big fan. Throw it into your spell sachets. Throw them into your pocket before an interview. Um, you know, take them with you for a tr- trivia night game where you really want to win. Things like that. And I think that's a great way to use them modernly in spell work. All right, witches. Moving into headlines. We have yet another Victorian era vampire slaying kit. Ooh. You know how I feel about this. It is my destiny. And it is my, I know it in my heart. It is my destiny to one day own an antique vampire slaying kit. I just know it to be true. When that'll happen, I have no idea. I have no idea. But uh, let's talk about this one. So they say Victorian era vampire slaying kit with wooden stake, holy water, and crucifix hidden in Bible. Oh my gosh. Hits auction block. And this was uh, earlier this month. And this is from New York Post. So an all-in-one vampire slaying kit complete with everything one would need to kill a thirsty bloodsucker like a real-life Buffy is up for auction, where it's expected to draw $5,000 or more. They are just like, like last time. Remember last time we talked about when a vampire slaying kit hit like the auction and they did the same thing. They were like, maybe a few thousand. You guys are underestimating gothy nerds. I'm just telling you. Uh, like, seriously. The Victorian era tool kit, which comes in a hollowed out Bible with secret locked compartments, includes a wooden stake, holy water, a crucifix, rosary beads, a brass hammer, 
uh, candlesticks, a small Bible, and a miniature telescope, according to Hansen's auctioneers. And if that doesn't get the job done, the collection also includes a pistol to ensure the fanged beast turned to dust. The items all date back to the 19th century, but are believed to have been put together uh, as a full collection inside the Bible slash box in the early 20th century. A name on the lid of the case reads Miss I and F. Willits and belonged to an American film actress, according to the seller. Yeah, they say the kit is expected to draw at least 4000 to 5000 but a similar was sold at auction for 20000 last year. Yeah, I'm telling you. They are just, like, underestimating. Wait, so when is this going on auction? Not saying I, like, can do that. I'm just curious. Uh, it does not say. When is it going on auction? Hmm. Okay, I'll have to check that out because that seems really cool. And it's hidden in a Bible? Come on. Come on. That is so neat. All right, witches. I'm going to throw this over to our moon correspondent. But after this break, we will talk soon. Hello to all of my astro friends. This is Serendipity, the Chicago astrologer, coming at you with your daily moon mantra for Friday, January 19th. The waxing gibbous moon sinks into a hot bath in Taurus today. Here, the moon conjuncts Uranus. This aspect can be a particularly disruptive one. Uranus is an anything-goes kind of planet, looking to shake things up just for the sake of change. Sometimes that can help us to step out of old patterns or forge a new path. Sometimes that can take us off our game or force us to have to start all over again. There is no telling which way this day will take you. The best way to deal with this energy is to stay flexible and open to possibility. The change that Uranus brings isn't meant to be bad or good, just different. If you look at these shifts as opportunities rather than roadblocks, you'll have a much smoother day. Your daily moon mantra is, good luck can be enticed by accepting opportunity. This has been your daily moon mantra with Serendipity, the Chicago astrologer, signing off and reminding you that you are in charge of your own destiny. Interested in taking your weed witchery to the next level or wanting to get started? The Weed Witch's Journal by author Carrie Connor blends the worlds of cannabis and magic together to help you document, explore, and expand your daily practices. Dig deeper into yourself with intuitive insights, mystical visions, shadow work, or connect to nature for starters. Want to explore your creativity? Dive in with My Vibe, Inspirational Ink, and the Flower Power activities. Looking to practice your skills? Get attuned with pendulum work and one-card reading. Plus, document your practices with full moon, new moon, spell tracker, ritual tracker, and more. Order the Weed Witch's Journal now from your favorite bookshop or wherever books are sold. So I am back. Um, I just looked up the auction house. It looks like they held the auction on the 9th. Let me tell you, that's my biggest issue I see with these headlines. Like, whenever it's a really cool event or something like this, the news article is always, like, one or two days before the thing happens. And that's so frustrating. And what I'm about to say next is going to frustrate all of us even more. This only sold for 1,800 euros. 1,800. Are you kidding me? I feel like we could have crowdfunded this and we all could have owned it for a week. 
a year, you know? <laughs> Anyways, a lot of feelings. A lot of feelings. Ooh, but it's cool. But apparently this is the same auction house who sold them last time. So maybe they, do they have like a newsletter? Could they like let me know when they're selling vampire slaying kits? Come on. Anyways, um, yes, they do. Okay, I'm signing up. <laughs> okay, so let's move on to our actual segment of the day. Uh, it is Encyclopedia Friday, which means I pull out one of the occult encyclopedias I own and we look for something interesting. Now, uh, something I actually found here is an entry on second sight. Now, this is something I've heard before, which I'm sure you've had, and it's always kind of just showed as having psychic ability. Uh, but I don't know if that's actually the definition or if that's just something that we've turned it into over time through movies, TV shows, etc. So let's read the official entry on what Second Sight actually is and let's see if it is the same as kind of what we've always assumed. So paranormal perception at a distance in time and space, today classified as parapsychology under the labels of ESP, clairvoyance, precognition, and remote viewing. I also uh, consider remote viewing astral projection, but I'm not sure if everyone does. Second sight, as the moment at a distance, is traditionally attributed to certain individuals in the highlands of Scotland. The medium Daniel Holm, who claimed descent from a Highland family, was supposed to have second sight and described it in the following way. A deadly tremor comes over me, and there is a film on my eyes. And not only do I see persons, but hear conversations taking place at a distance. While in Paris, Holmes saw his brother, who then in the North Sea, he saw his fingers and toes fall off. Six months afterward, tidings came of the brother having been found dead on the ice, his fingers and toes having fallen off from scurvy. The chief uh, peculiarity of Second Sight is that the visions are often of symbolic character. For example, in March 1927, in a lecture before the Society International of um, Philosophy, uh, they noted that the vision of coming events, which some of the Highlanders possessed, used to be accomplished in some cases, by a nerve storm and by a sub, uh, subsequent crustacean. It must not be confused with the sight of apparitions, nor does it depend on artificial aids such as, um, you know, think of like Ouija boards, tarot cards, dice, things like that. So it must be something that happens toolless, I guess. And it really seems to kind of be of the like Highlander culture. So I wonder if second sight is just what uh, the people of that culture just kind of call clairvoyance. The belief in second sight dates back to a very early period in the history of these regions and has not been altogether eradicated by the encroachments of the 20th century. And of course, apart from the name, which used to, uh, which is used primarily in Scotland, second sight itself is not exclusive to the Celts of Scotland, for it is allied to the clairvoyance, prophetic vision, soothsaying, and 
so on, and has been reported from time immemorial in practicality uh, in practically every part of the world. Yet the second site has certain distinction features of its own. So it seems to kind of be. So, like, while, yes, it, Second Sight really is just another name for clairvoyance, it does have kind of distinct fe uh, features and is a term that is primarily used from people of Scotland kind of culture. It may, for instance, be either uh, congenital or acquired. In the former case, it generally falls to the seventh son of a seventh son by reason of the potency of the mystic number seven. In the days of large families and no birth control, such a person appeared far more frequently than in modern society. Yet again, sometimes Highlanders would find themselves suddenly endowed with the mysterious faculty. A person gifted with second sight is said to be fae. Generally, there is no apparent departure from the normal consciousness during the vision, although sometimes a seer may complain of feeling of disquiet or uneasiness. A vision may be uh, communicated from one person to another, usually by contact, but the secondary vision is dimmer than the original seer. A frequent vision is that of a funeral, premonition of a death, shortly to occur in the community. This is an instance of the second sight taking a symbolic turn. Occasionally, the apparition of the doomed person will be seen. His... Uh, like his double is what they're calling it. They're calling it his double. So I think what they mean by that is when they say that the person with second sight is seeing the person who's going to die's double, I think they mean like his spirit. Another form of second sight visions often take, uh, often take is that of seeing lights. The lights too may indicate death, but they may like, uh, likewise predict lesser happenings. In one instance, a light was seen by two persons to hover above the mansion of an estate, then to travel swiftly in the direction of the gatekeeper's cottage, where it remained stationary for a while. The next day, the gatekeeper was found dead. Animals also are said to possess second sight, especially dogs and horses. Two men were traveling in Scotland from Eastdale to Oban on a stormy night, and making a shortcut through a wood, one of them died from fatigue and exposure. That night, more than one horse had to be carefully led past the spot of his driver, who as yet knew nothing of the tragedy. Many Highlanders used to believe that the faculty was common to all lower animals, since they whine and bristle when there is nothing to, like when there's nothing visible to the human eye. And we still see this today, right? People say that their cats kind of stare into corners or dogs will bark if there's nothing there. So, uh, but apparently they used to believe all animals had second sight, which a lot of people still believe today. The march of civilization has eroded the occult beliefs of the Highlanders, but they still believe in second sight, even those who claim that they are not at least a bit superstitious. So that's really interesting. I had no idea second sight was like kind of coined by the Highlanders of Scotland. That's really interesting. And that it is kind of considered something a little different than just maybe tip, like typical psychicness or clairvoyance, but seems to be really about like death, impending death, doom, things like that. Very fascinating. All right, witches. We are wrapping up this episode of the Witch Daily Show. I'm so sad I didn't get a vampire slaying kit. You know? Anyways. Anyways, what would I even do with it? Nothing. Ugh. 
Okay, so we're wrapping up this episode. I want to give a shout out to Stephanie Young. Stephanie, you glorious, brilliant land mermaid. Audrey Grabowski, you cunning, beautiful sunfish. Don Howard, you wicked, perfect woodland fairy. And Elise, you scrumptious, dapper wendigo. Thank you for so much for being Patreon supporters. I really, really appreciate it. And before we leave, we do have a card pull. Our card today is... And before we leave, we do have a card pull. Our card today is Starseed from the Roast Iconic Oracle. You aren't from here, but you sure live here. Existing while being embodied in a human vessel can feel like being trapped in a flesh prison, prison, which sucks. But at least you have superpowers. Try to enjoy this Earth school as much as you can. The aliens aren't coming to help you. They are you, and they are already here. Ooh. All right, witches. I'm pretty sure there's like an Oracle deck called Starseed Oracle. So if that's something you like vibe with, like that could be cool to check out. Anyways, witches, uh, that's all I've got for you. I hope you have a wonderful weekend, a wonderful Friday, and I cannot wait to chat soon. And yeah, okay. Witches, we hope you have a wonderful day full of joy and gentleness and confidence. Links for this week's episodes, our website, Patreon, along with a free daily card pull can be found at witchpod.com. One stop for everything we talk about. Now, take one more deep breath and have a great day.